Hello, and welcome to Commissioner in the Car. Uh, today is Monday, May 16th, uh, and it is, uh, I'm Dustin Zarney, I'm the Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County, and today is map day. Um, the maps uh, for the New York Congressional maps and New York Senate maps were, uh, the draft maps were released by the special master Jonathan Service, uh, who is the person in charge of drawing the maps by the court. If the court accepts these maps, um, they will become law on Friday, May 20th. Uh, so before I get into the maps, um, reminder of how we got to this point. So I, New York had an independent redistricting commission. That independent redistricting commission could not come to a consensus on maps. It was e evenly divided between Democrats and Republicans appointed by uh, political appointees. Uh, they could not come to a, uh, a conclusion on maps. Uh, they set one set of draft maps to the legislature, uh, but they were a bifurcated uh, maps. They were one set Democrat, one set Republican. Uh, the legislature rejected those maps, sent it back to the Independent Redistricting Commission. They could not meet, uh, did not meet. Uh, Democrats blamed Republicans, Republicans blamed Democrats. And because they did not meet, they uh, could not come up with a, um, another set of maps. So because they could not come up with another set of maps, um, the legislature decided to draw maps by themselves. Um, and uh, the uh, unfortunately, the legislature drew maps that in uh, the you know that heavily favored Democrats in both the congressional Senate and of course the Assembly, which is traditionally favored Democrats. Um, and uh, those maps were then brought to court. We went through all three levels of court, and at the end of the day, I won't go into the the rigmaroles on that where sometimes they were thrown out sometimes they were kept but at the end of the day uh the uh final court decided that the new york senate maps and the new york congressional maps uh had to be thrown out um the senate maps were found to be uh a, a an issue with the process and the congressional maps were found to be a democratic gerrymander and a special master was appointed to um hear testimony from uh, communities, which he did last week, and submit maps. The maps were submitted today. This is the draft maps. And then he will be taking objections on those maps for the next couple of days. And then on Friday, he will submit his final maps, which will be ruled on by the court, and uh, petitioning will start on May 21st. So how final are the draft maps we received today uh, is still up in the air. It does seem like there may not be a lot of changes. Uh, if there's not a lot of days, there's only two days to uh, have uh, written objections sent to uh, the court. Um, and uh, and then after that, uh, Special Master Service will uh, um, submit his final maps. And it'll probably likely that Judge McAllister will accept those and those will become the maps and the, that we run on for the August 23rd primary. Uh, special note, uh, Assembly uh, already had uh, their maps brought into court a couple of times. They were, they were found 
um, that they were not gerrymanders, but also because they were not sued on the first time, um, they they were kept in place. And, the, and then when the action was brought last week, the assembly maps were found. It was too late to actually change those this year, and any uh, lawsuit would have to wait until 2024. So right now, we're not talking about the assembly, although a new lawsuit was filed today um, in a different court, and we'll see what happens with that. Though, again, probably starting to run against that time period for actually redrawing these lines since on Saturday is when uh, petitions are going to start. Um, so, uh, now, the Senate maps, first I'm going to deal with Onondaga County. Uh, and uh, the congressional map is the easiest one to deal with. Uh, the congressional map used to be named New York 24 under the maps we've run on for the last 10 years. John Katko has been the representative in that since uh, 2014, uh, and uh, he is not running for re-election. Uh, the legislative maps renamed it New York 22. Uh, we became a different uh, number, and um, that map was what I like to call the center city map, where it went from uh, Oneida City over to Geneva, had Syracuse, Auburn, Cortland, Ithaca, all of it, it was kind of like a center uh, you know, of New York State and all the center cities were in it. That map was the one found to be a gerrymander. Um, maybe not necessarily because of that district, but other districts. And so then the new map released today has all of Onondaga County, all of Oneida County, and all of Madison County. It's actually a very easy map to understand. Uh, it got more Democratic uh, than the 20... Um, 10 map that the old New York 24 was a D plus two. This is a D plus five map. So it got a little bit more democratic. Um, and, uh, it is a map that is, um, you know, go, you know, unites, uh, Utica and Syracuse together and all the surrounding areas and the areas in between. So that's the basic, uh, if you don't know the counties, that's the basic, uh, shape of the map. Uh, it has cre already created a shakeup in the candidates uh, because Tompkins County, which is the Ithaca area, was cut out of the map. And there were three candidates from Tompkins County, Josh Riley and Vanessa Fajans-Turners on the Democratic side and on the Republican side, Mike Siegler. Uh, Josh Riley has already announced he'll be running in New York 19, so he will not be running in New York 22. Uh, that's the, the new district that includes Tompkins. Uh, Fran Canole has already announced that he's continuing to run in New York 22. Those are the only announcements as of today for Onondaga County candidates, but I think we can assume that Sam Roberts, Sarah Clee Hood, and Chol um, Jacques will uh, continue running in um, the Syracuse uh, Onondaga-based district. Uh, questions on whether Vanessa Fajan Turner on the Democratic side will uh, change to this or go to the 19th or wherever. Remember, you do not have to live there, especially in a redistricting year, but you do not have to live in the district. The Republicans, on the other hand, have some interesting uh, choices to make. Uh, Mike Siegler was the Onondaga County uh, uh, designee. He's a legislature from Tompkins County. He, uh, he lives in Tompkins County, so he's out of the district. Uh, and then uh, another fellow, I forgot his last name, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the other Republican who was the conservative nominee um, is from Cayuga County. 
and uh, so he no longer lives in New York 22. He actually lives in New York 23 now. So he's going to have to decide whether to continue to run for New York 22 or run for New York 23. The other big decision is uh, Rep. Claudia Tenney, who represents uh, Oneida County and the old New York 22. Now the new New York 22 includes her home. Now, if you remember, she had already decided to move out of um, her home to move to another district to run in the in New York uh, 23, the, the old Tom Reed district. Um, but the place she was going to move to um, is no longer in that district. It's in New York 19. And so is she going to continue to move or is she going to represent, uh, try to represent New York 22 in, in, uh, and for re-election? These are choices that are going to have to be made on the Republican side. Overall, the district got a little bit more Democratic, um, and um, it's more compact and a, uh, a reasonable district for uh, the special master to, to uh, come up with. Um, I think you can make a lot of uh, cases that the central New York area consists of Onondaga, Madison, and uh, Oneida. Unfortunately, our friends in Cayuga County and Auburn seem to be the odd man out of the central New York district and paired into the, the western district that uh, goes all the way to Amherst, uh, outside of Buffalo. Um, now we go back to New York Senate where things got really interesting. Um, Onondaga County had two districts, uh, Senate districts. It went to three districts. And now it's back to two districts. And they did a very weird uh, and, and kind of flipped the numbers uh, on this. Um, Rachel May, what had been representing uh, New York Senate and still does, uh, New York Senate District number 53. However, the new map has her in a different district named New York 50. That district includes all of Syracuse and all of the northern suburbs of Onondaga County. It's wholly contained inside Onondaga County um, and is a very Democratic district by the numbers. It's a, a D plus 21 district uh, by the Dave redistricting app. This solid district. for And that's because it has all of the city of Syracuse in it. Um, and despite having some uh, some more conservative parts of town, like Lysander and Cicero, probably the more conservative parts of Onondaga County. You have other Democratic areas of town like uh, Salina, and um, and then Clay is kind of uh, in the middle um, as part of that district. It also has Elbridge and Van Buren, which are more conservative. But because the city of Syracuse is so heavily Democratic, it's seen as a very heavy uh, uh, um, Democratic district. On the flip side, the Mannion district, John Mannion, uh, was representing New York 50, and now he's representing the new New York 53. So they flipped the numbers a little bit. And the Mannion district is a more competitive district than what the county legislature ran, but maybe the same type of district that he won in in 2020. His district starts at Camillus and goes all the way around the city of Syracuse, including Geddes, uh, Skinny Atlas, Marcellus, uh, Otisco, Fabius, Tully, Pompey, Lafayette, and then all up into DeWitt and Manlius, and then it goes east through all of Madison County and just into Oneida County, get it, picking up the city of Utica. It's a longer district, um, 
Mannion used to be in a district that went west, and now he's in a district that goes east. Um, and uh, But it's a D plus 5 district, or plus 4.5 or something like that, so it's a more competitive district. Um, than what the Democrats drew for that district, which I believe was like a D.8 something. Um, but uh, it is about on par uh, competitive-wise with the district he barely lost in 18 and won in 20. So it's a, a fairly uh, competitive district. The interesting thing part, again, is what are the Republicans going to do? Because the way this district uh, uh, played out, the three, there was, uh, Julie Abikinen had announced that she was running against John Mannion. She lives in Skinny Atlas. Uh, but running against Rachel May were two different Republican candidates, Fanny Villarreal and, um, and John Sulka. Fanny Villarreal is in the town of Onondaga, which is now also in the new Mannion district. And John Sulka is in Madison County. So, and he's an assembly person who has decided not to run for assembly and is running for Senate. And he was going to run against uh, Rachel May and have a primary against Fannie Villarreal. And now is um, got a decision to make whether he's going to continue on with his race. Fannie Villarreal has a decision to make whether she's going to continue on or decide to run in the, the district against uh, Rachel May in the Northern District. Now, in a redistricting year... Uh, for state office, they have to live in the same county as the other district, and then they can run in any district uh, that they want in that county. So John Salka has to run in the Mannion district if he's going to run. Um, Julie Abikinen has to run. Well, she or Fannie Villarreal could both decide whether one of them wants to run in the Rachel May district in the north uh, now and move into those districts or move if they win into those districts. All three of them have submitted petitions, so all three of them don't have to walk petitions again, but it does look like there could be a primary uh, in that district for the Republicans, as there was when it was seen as the Rachel May portion of the district. So um, this is going to be a very interesting choice for the Republicans. And it's going to be an interesting choice for Republicans on the congressional line. Um, it does seem like the Democrats are continuing on to a Democratic primary for Congress, and they have their two uh, incumbent representatives, Rachel May and John Mannion, who were not put into the same district. That was something that was feared. Um, we see that happening downstate a lot. A lot of uh, um, downstaters are being put into the same district, especially on Long Island and inside New York City. Uh, as the new line's drawn, and then they have to decide whether somebody's going to move or whether they're going to primary and have another candidate in the other race. So these are the things that are going on right now. So where do we go from here? Uh, objections are going to be sent in for the next couple of days. Um, I, I expect some tweaking of the maps, but I expect um, Friday, by the end of the day, that maps will be finalized. And I will do a wonky Wednesday next week, and of course the commissioner in the car next week, based on the final maps. Uh, so I can kind of try to explain it to people. Petitions will start on May 21st. Now, if you are a candidate that already submitted petitions, you can just submit a certificate saying, by May 31st, uh, 
that you want your petitions to be held valid for a different district or the same district, and that's what's going to happen over the next uh, few weeks. By June 10th, if you're if they're new candidates, they have to file petitions uh, for either the Senate or the congressional maps. And then, of course, on August um, 23rd will be the primary, and then, of course, November 8th, the general election. So we are in it now. The, things are moving forward. We have a lot more knowledge about what's happening. Uh, and then a lot of questions that have come up because of these draft maps. What is going to happen to them? Who's going to move into what district? Who are the Republicans going to put up for any of these uh, races? And um, whether uh, Democrats can hold on to some of the more competitive congressional and Senate districts. Lots of questions. Um, I don't have a lot of answers. Won't have a lot of answers until we release vote totals on November 8th, I would imagine. Um, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, we will be um, checking all of that throughout the week, see how it goes. If you go to my uh, Facebook or Twitter feed, you can see uh, the maps. I put links in there to the Dave's Redistricting app as well as uh, New York Redistricting and You. You may have seen my um, interview with uh, uh, the head of New York Redistricting and You a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a it, if you're really confused, these are great apps to see how things are breaking down. Now, overall, um, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> But there's either abject panic over the maps or more of a zen feeling over the maps. Uh, and I'm kind of in the zen camp. And I'll tell you why. Uh, while it is true that Democrats are under assault through redistricting throughout other states such as Ohio and Florida and uh, you know uh, Missouri, all of these other states that are doing these massive Republican gerrymanders that are ending up in court and then they're not necessarily following the court orders. It, it's important to note that the courts have been pushing back against the Republican redistricting in some of these states. Um, but a lot of people thought that the New York redistricting would lead to a uh, kind of a check on this on the congressional level where the 23-4 Democratic gerrymander would serve as a check against some of these other states and um, get us back to normal. And that the new map um, is so disproportionately favoring Republicans that it wipes out all gains. Well, I've looked at this, and Dave Wasserman has looked at this as well, and um, there are, obviously in a Republican year, there are more... Um, competitive districts in this special master map. Uh, that being said, they still should lean 22 to 5. Instead of 23 to 4, it's 22 to 5 Democratic. However, in a Republican year, it could be as low as 19 to 8 Democratic for the, uh, the delegation. It should be noted that there are seven Republicans in the New York delegation right now today on the old map. So anything better than seven is, is, is a step forward for Democrats and a more fair map in a very heavily blue uh, state. So 
I believe that at the end of the day, we're going to see something closer to the 22 to 5, uh, maybe 23, or maybe tw uh, 21, 6, maybe 27, something along those lines. And so there will be a couple of seat lost in what the Democrats have, had hoped for, but yet we don't know how this election is going to pull out. I think a lot of people are assuming that this is an election that is going to be heavily Republican. Um, and if it was, then we're going to lose a lot of these seats anyways. But if uh, the politics of Roe and the the the, the possible possibility of uh, losing uh, uh, abortion rights energizes uh, the Democratic base, you might see a resurgence like we saw in 2017 and 2018 where Democrats went to the polls overwhelmingly, even though it wasn't a presidential election. So we'll have to see. It doesn't, you know... Right now, uh, that I would say that has reasonably we have to see that as a long shot. On the Senate side, um, you know, the Dave redistricting app shows that about 38 of the 63 districts are in a massive Democratic lean, and that's because we're in a massive Democratic state. So that means, uh, by massive, what I mean is that at least a 10 point. Uh, Democratic uh, plus uh, in in the uh, in in the districts. Um, there's ten Republicans that are in a ten point Republican lead. So the question is, and then there's those eight uh, or fifteen remaining districts that are more competitive. Eight of them lean Democrat slightly. Seven of them lean Republican slightly. So. In a worst case scenario where Republicans would win all of the ones that they um, are competitive and uh, that uh, Democrats are um, not competitive in or even in the in the swing districts, that's still a 38 to 25 breakdown in the, in the House or uh, in, in, in the Senate for uh, Democrats as a baseline. It would need to be a massive tsunami to lose the majority. Which is what something you would think would be um, true in a blue state like New York. I hope this week to release a Wonky Wednesday on New York State's uh, 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 er, New York State's registrations. You'll see it's a massive um, amount of more Democrats than Republicans, and that's true in upstate New York as well as Long Island, as well as. Um, uh, uh, you know, as well as, uh, um, you know, New York City. So, the, the, there, is go there should be, it's, it was only because of an extreme Republican gerrymander in 2010 that Republicans were able to hold on to the Senate uh, for as long as they did. But finally, demographics overtook them in 2018. They lost the Senate, lost it, and got a supermajority loss in 2020. And this is on maps that were heavily favored by towards the Republicans. Now we're going to see more more of a, a favorable map. Uh, even though it's fair map, it's still going to be more favorable for Democrats. The question is, um, there's a lot of incumbents that seem to be paired up against each other, especially down in New York City. So there's going to be some op more open seats unless people move into those open seats. We'll have to see how this week um, uh you know, kind of plays out that way. Again, if you're within the county, you can move to any Senate district that comes into your county in a redistricting year. Of course, 
that just sounds easier than it is. It's hard to move people. Uh, you know, it's hard to move your family. It's hard to move your friends and family. It's hard to represent an area that you may not have represented before. So, you know, it's a lot more complicated than um, I think a lot of people make it out to be. That being said, I think there's a lot of motivation to move and uh, be done with this. So we'll have to see how this goes. And we will um, over the next year or so. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, next week or so. Not a year. It's going to seem like a year. Um, and, and so uh, right now, the maps are what they are. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily horrible. I don't think they're necessarily great for Democrats. I I think they're fair, but we really won't be able to tell that until we see how the maps um, play out. And you're right, Mark. Uh, Mark said that they're going to pick up a seat. Democrats could pick up a seat in Binghamton, Ithaca. That's true. Um, there's a new seat created down there that should be Democratic. Um, and also, uh, Dave in the, has been in the comments. He's talking about the mail check cards are out. That's right. Mail check cards uh, have started hitting the, the post office. Really, what you should don't look at the districts on them because the districts are going to change after these uh, after these maps are drawn. Really, what you need to look at that is the polling place, so you can know where your polling place is for the July and August uh, primaries. That's the most important thing, and that's why we had to send them out. By the way, they had to be sent out by May thirteenth, so by law, and uh, uh, and. And yeah, Dan, Mark, you, you're right. They're saying that there's three Dan leaning seats in the Albany area. I do think that a, a fairer drawn map is going to have fairer drawn seats upstate as well as downstate because some of these gerrymanders from 2010 that the Republicans did were just phenomenally, uh, you know, well crafted to keep Republicans in power, even though there were Democrats growing in upstate New York. So, yeah, you know, I. I'm not a pessimist, especially on the Senate maps. Um, I think there's going to be some shakeups. I think there's going to be some Democrats running against each other. I think some new Democrats are going to emerge on the Senate maps. And on the congressional maps, it's a tougher hill. But um, I, you know, if if the if we're not if we're not winning, um, if if we haven't turned the tide this year against you know some of the forces that are out there. And remember, when a Democratic president is in power, Republicans tend to do well in the midterms in almost every midterm, except for, ironically, when the Republicans were overreaching and trying to impeach Bill Clinton in uh, his second term in 1996, Democrats actually picked up seats in the midterms. We, we, could, we also saw that with the Republicans, again, when Republicans are in power in the midterms, they tend to lose seats with the exception of George W. Bush, who um, picked up seats in uh, the midterms of um, uh, after 9-11 in 2002. So outside forces can affect uh, these races and have them go against the trends. And the question is, is Roe that's right, 2002, I said it. <laughs> uh, um, it, outside for is Roe is the overturning of Roe uh, enough to to do that? Is that going to mobilize enough people? I don't know. Um, we're going to see. Um, but in meantime, locally, we are starting to get some 
fairer pictures of what uh, these maps are going to look like in 2022. And uh, we have a lot of races going on. So uh, check in next week uh, and I'll be back <laughs> uh, and talking about the final maps. Um, which I'm willing to bet are not going to look much different, especially in Onondaga County, uh, than, than they do now. But we'll get into it. I'll do a statistical analysis on it for my Wonky Wednesday next week. This week on Wonky Wednesday, I'll be talking to, uh, or I'll be talking about New York State redistricting, uh, or I'm sorry, New York State registration numbers. I hope I've had that in the in the hopper. I was hoping to get to that last week, and I didn't get to it. And then on Friday, I'll be having a couple of members of the City of Syracuse Redistricting Commission. Uh, they're about to release their draft map for the city council districts. Uh, this week and about to go into uh, final uh, draft or, or you know uh, final or draft hearings for their next five hearings on the city of Syracuse council maps and I'm hoping that I'll be share, sharing that with you this week as well but uh, take care uh, I remember COVID is still spiking it's still um, prevalent in our community and I ask you to get vaccinated. I ask you to get boosted. Oh, sorry. And uh, if you're not vaccinated and you're not boosted, I ask you, please do so. But uh, also wear a mask indoors um, if you can. Uh, I forget sometimes too. But when I can, I wear my K95 mask out and try to, um, uh, try to uh, you know, stop the spread at least continue to protect myself uh, from possible spread that way. So take care and thank all of you for tuning in and I hope to bring you more information throughout the week. Bye-bye.